0: Layer two or not layer two? That is the question. What is Polygon? How is it helping Ethereum? And does it have what it takes to remain one of the world's most popular networks? Welcome to Word on the Block, the series that takes a deeper dive into blockchain and the emerging technologies that shape our world at the intersection of business, politics, and economy. It's what we cover right here on Forecast News. I'm Forecast Editor in Chief Angie Lau. Well, some in crypto will say Bitcoin is the most important innovation in modern history. On the other side of the coin, you can also hear the case of the original smart contract blockchain, Ethereum. Ethereum has brought decentralized finance, NFTs, metaverses and so many other imaginations into reality. But not even the mighty Ethereum can build a whole world on its own. Good thing it has some friends. Projects from all around the world are gathering to scale Ethereum. But as stated by Vitalik Buterin's scalability trilemma, scaling must come at a sacrifice. And today we learn more about this world. We're joined by the co-founder and COO of Ethereum scaling solution and aggregator Polygon, one of the fastest growing layer two platforms to date, Sandeep Nailwal. Sandeep, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me
1: here, Andy. We're excited for this talk.
0: It is great to have you. Now, where are you talking to us from? Um,
1: uh, I'm uh, currently in Dubai, UAE.
0: You guys came out of nowhere, um, really took the blockchain industry by storm. And it it really seemed like it was an overnight sensation. Uh, But I know that it took years of hard work. Uh, Tell us about those early days when you were building Polygon. A few hundred hackathons, probably a lot more no's than that. And how did it all happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Lionel Messi had uh, said it, that it took me 10 years to become an overnight success, right? So, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, with Polygon also, it has been the same story. We have been around since uh, end of 2017, I think. And uh, we have been, uh, you know, uh, building uh, heads down for quite some time. And then, um, you know, like, I mean, just take a step back, like, you know, by... If you go by 2017 and even now, like uh, only now with Ethereum ecosystem, the products have kind of, you know, started rolling out. But, you know, till 2018 also or even 19, many of the projects in the blockchain space, which used to raise like tens of millions of dollars in funding, they actually were more of research white papers done by some sort of scientist and all that. And nobody really had a focus on, delivering and building that really can be used like it was more of a like oh yeah we are building this consensus that consensus this will be better finality better this better that but then they were they were not focused on uh, building a product which actually gets used and i think that has been our thesis like our thesis did not start from that we want to build this kind of blockchain our thesis start from like how can we build hundreds of, of how can we build a blockchain infrastructure which can bring hundreds and hundreds of applications even thousands of applications building on top of it and millions of users using it and that's where our journey started even uh, right from the start the the solution design or the product that we wanted to build uh, was uh, basically uh, you know based on not only building this layer 2 for payments only which everyone was doing at that point in time and many one had many had uh, raised like tens of millions of dollars on, on white papers. Uh, But we were looking to build and deliver something which is actually useful for the developer. So we started building that not let's not only do payments on the layer two, but build smart contracts, try to build smart contracts on the layer two, because that's the actual scalability Uh, because, you know, so again, like again, taking a a, a sidestep on that, that why exactly smart contracts on layer two, right? So, I mean, if you see blockchains, uh, you know, Bitcoin is the first blockchain, right? But if you see from the from the angle of business logic, right? B- Bitcoin blockchain executes one business logic, which is, or maybe a couple of two, three more. But primarily the, the logic is currency, that I paid you $50, my balance is equals to my balance minus 50, and your balance is equal to your balance plus 50, in a very rough sense. And this is one kind of business logic. What Ethereum came, came, uh, you know, and brought to this world is that how about I create a general, uh, uh, you know, business logic execution layer, which is decentralized like Bitcoin, uncontrollable, uh, whatever, right, not dictated by one single party. And then you can do it, right? And then, you know, we all know that Ethereum, you know, is very decentralized, secure, but has scalability issues. So what Polygon, you know, started to uh, do is that, you know, we wanted to provide this entire Ethereum uh, you know, development capability on this layer too, basically, right? So that's where we started. And we also were very much focused on building something that gets used and all that. And there were a lot of nuances in between. Like it took us a lot of time. We were not from the Silicon Valley. We did not have like fancy big VCs supporting us. So we could not, and that actually <laughs> worked in worked in our favor because, you know, what big-
0: You guys were scrappy. Yeah, what
1: what, what like, you know, uh, the, the blockchains- built by or which are supported by big vcs they actually go from top down right you know they will talk to top projects top uh, applications and, and convince them to build on them right and then you know they will start from here but we did not have that choice we had to go from the very bottom layer of the developers individual developers developers who are working on hackathons developers which are two people teams not only from us i mean all across the world especially in the southeast asia side and all that and help them to kind of build So what happened is that when a large number of these bought and we converted it into like some sort of opportunity into adversity or something like that, right? So as a saying goes that, you know, Mm -hmm. we actually started working with these people. These people provided a lot of feedback, a lot of tooling related comments, which, you know, we realized that, okay, developers need this. Okay, let's build this, let's build this, let's build this. And soon and uh, slowly and steadily uh, after like, you know, one, one and a half years of Alpha Mainnet and beta Mainnet, we launched our Mm Mainnet. And then even on Minnet, we did like three to six months of iterations of this tooling and all that. And then, you know, like a little bit of luck that, you know, uh, by that time, Ethereum was seeing second or third wave of like this high gas prices. And people were like, the first time it happened and then it dipped, people were like, okay, you know, it was a one-time phenomena. But then it happened second time, the third time, then people realized something needs to be done. And by that time, because of this bottom-up approach, we were fully production ready. And if you ask me, what is the reason for polygon success, yeah. because we are production ready, and we are getting more and more production ready for building applications today. All the major wallets in the industry are, are supporting polygon, all the uh, you know infrastructure providers, middleware providers are supporting polygon, exchanges have integrated into polygon. Now, if you are as a developer, you want to really build an application, polygon is by far and by far the obvious choice to build on.
0: So you were production ready. And it perfectly coincided with the issues that Ethereum was facing in DeFi and all of these dApps coming and trying to build uh, in DeFi. And what ended up happening was, as uh, as you noted and as we've been noting here at Forecast, was that gas fees were just getting to astronomical levels. It just became so enormously expensive and there were lags in the system. So... For developers, this was this was a problem. For dApps, this was a problem. Exactly. Because you were able to have production ready, you already had projects working with Polygon that was production ready, and all of a sudden, you're in this beautiful eye of the storm and you had the right answers. Yes. When did you start realizing that, wow, we're really onto something here? And it this it's coming Mm. and this is real this is really happening i'm going to pinch myself is this really happening it's really happening at what moment did you realize that i would
1: not say that that happened in that sense because even when we had not exploded we still had 100 plus applications so we had a hunch we in fact had this in fact the reverse feeling that why is not this why is this not happening to us this should happen this should happen three months back why is this not happening Right, And you know, it actually was yes. in the reverse direction that, you know, pinch me, pinch me, like, is, I, is it not happening? Why? And we realized that the reason that is like, because we are not from Silicon Valley. And then, you know, like the, the Western audience did not take us that seriously. Also, to be honest, for a long time, like six months or so, it was a big meme on the Twitter, crypto Twitter that, you know, people are just sleeping on Polygon, like every other day, some big application is launching on Polygon, and people were dead silent, nobody talking about it, no media talks about Polygon, whatever. Right, and then uh, then we we uh, you know kind of uh, it's not like it happened automatically. Like we then took a big shot. We 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 did all of the things that we we could have done, but it was not working. Then we went to uh, we were already talking to many applications when we decided that we have to go all in now. Right, and then we we went to Ave. We put a big stake on the table. We said that okay, you know, if you guys build here, we will you know provide liquidity mining incentives to your users and whatnot, and let's see how it goes right and then we agreed that okay you know if you are uh bringing this much skin in the game on the table like as a community we are like happy to explore and the moment they came and that was kind of the basic money legos uh and you know like seeing their success and there was already some level of community on polygon our community was already pretty big they were just waiting for something like this and when people really started experiencing it it, it like really took off to the next level so 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 I would say that if it, it was it, it happened in the reverse, actually. We were like just crying that why is it not happening?
0: <laughs> You're pinching yourself, like what's going on? But it's here, it's happened. Uh and Matic um is the token that is internally driving your ecosystem. Why, why is that integral? Um, now you have Matic and now you have that on top of ETH. Uh how how do you How is that part of the strategy?
1: So basically, uh, Matic is a proof of stake token, right? So we are a transaction based platform, right? And uh, like Ethereum is more of a settlement layer where ETH itself has a monetary value and all that. Whereas Polygon token is more of a transaction, uh, you know, uh, a proof of stake token, which is, expect it to grow in value when more and more transactions are there, right? So we that's why we want to be the execution layer where this business logic executes. It settles, you know, the final settlements can happen on Ethereum, but the, the smaller level transactions, think of it like, you know, you swiping your card in a mall and all that, and then the mall uh, mall's internal system is consolidating all the uh, kind of internal transactions and then settling it on the larger, you know, banking network. So our thesis is that Ethereum is going to, remain because the kind of network effects that ethereum has like is just too big and ethereum is going to be that settlement layer and then uh, you know solutions like polygon are going to be those you know kind of constellations or you can call them as subnets where these executions will take place and only when they need to come out to the main stream uh, like you know global internet which is which which would be ethereum in this case they will uh, those transactions will come and settle into uh, ethereum with some proof that okay something like this already happened so uh so 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 I, I mean that is the uh long-term thesis so matic matic token is basically the proof of stake token which means that uh people stake that token to become validators on these networks validators means miners on this network so you stake tokens and you become a miner and if this this solution this solution on which you are mining if the revenue on that on that chain goes bigger and bigger you get to make more and more money on the money stake right and then as and when the revenue on the transaction revenue on that chain grows bigger and bigger more people want to join this network and you know stake that network and 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 you know kind of mine that network right so it automatically you know keeps growing the value approval keeps happening to the network. why that token is important is to provide that network a security all these proof of stake systems basically are very simple you can you there's only one concept that you have to put something at stake and then you can do some work if you do some wrong work your stake can be fortified or slashed that's the simple concept of proof of stake in proof of work what happens that when you do some work if you do wrong work your 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 block production is simply discarded and you lose out on the electricity that you spend to mine the block in proof of stake you don't spend anything too much computation that's the second stage of this you, that's why it say that you say that proof of stake is less and is uh, environment friendly and all that they consume less energy that you put the stake the computation is not that not that uh, costly you just compute but if you compute wrongly then you are slashed so matic, matic token is for that only basically any all of these constellations like polygon is a multi chain network all of these multiple chains which will be connecting back to ethereum will be run using a proof of stake token which is matic token matic uh, token is basically the proof of stake token uh, which you as a validator would want to stake in the network and then uh, you know derive your uh, like transaction fees with that and that's the that's the use of any proof of stake token and matic network is like that the good thing about matic token is that since it's a multi chain ecosystem in no other uh, proof of stake system as a validator you get a chance to be validating and earning transaction fees from multiple multiple networks here that's why we feel that eventually the the validator ecosystem will be very big for this network because you know you being a being a staker is able to run various different kinds of networks and be able to participate in earning transaction fees on various different kinds of networks. And and those people, like sometimes, like this is also a good exercise for, uh, you know, people who understand how the valuations of the networks are derived. I can give a very simple business model that, you know, think of it as a, like how much transaction fees a particular token or the transaction is, or the network is generating, right? And generally, let's say a particular network is generating $100 million in transaction fees and let's assume that f- that 5% is a you know acceptable market return in in the condition so for f- to earn 100 million dollar of fees you would basically be ready to stake somewhere around uh, you know 2 billion dollars uh, for it to be 5% of your of your of your return on on the capital right so 2 billion dollars will be staked in the network and then generally a proof of stake network has 50% of the amount staked so this 50% of which total supply is staked so this network will basically be worth $4 billion, right? 50% of it's staked. That means $2 billion is staked. And then 100 million of gas is being produced in the network or fees is produced in the network. These $2 billion worth of stakers make 5% a year, right? I'm talking about 100 million per year uh, in terms of the transaction fees. That's how proof of stake. And it's easier to rate and gauge the valuation of proofs of proof of stake networks. Plus you have like, you can add premium, whatever, you know, uh, in the stock markets people add. So that's how you will, in future, you will be valuing proof of stake network.
0: And because it's multi-chain, you actually have many, many networks that are actually fueling the ultimate value. Is the, the, I guess this is why all of a sudden Silicon Valley and all the VCs are perking up and paying attention.
1: <laughs> Hopefully so, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well listen, um we're talking as well now that uh Ethereum London hard fork is live. I uh, you know, and Polygon really took advantage of the time, you know, when gas fees were high, when the system was a little laggy, uh and really created that kind of uh, increased frictionless and seamless and and cheaper frankly uh way to transact uh on Ethereum. And now with Ethereum London Hard Fork, doesn't that undermine what you've built?
1: No, so first of all, I think there's a confusion. London Fork is not ETH 2.0. ETH 2.0 is still uh, you know, at least two to three, perhaps some people say five years away from here. London Fork is basically an activation of one important gas calculation way, the way gas markets work on Ethereum London uh, Hardfolk basically introduces that EIP-1559, which essentially has a new mechanics. Like previously, we had a simple gas auction market. Like whoever pays the highest gas, he he gets his transactions to include. But now, you know, because people then start paying higher and higher and nobody really knows how much minimum I should pay, then they created this new mechanism, which is very you know, complicated to get into. But basically, now you have a base fees mechanism. And on top of that, you can pay some small... Uh, you know tip right. so basically but you get to know that okay this is the base fees so and then they burn the that base fees due to that like overall there's a lot of uh, enthusiasm in the ethereum community and all that but coming back to each 2.0 uh you know scenario even if let's say each 2.0 is live in an optimistic uh case let's say in two two and a half years from now even then Basically, each 2.0 is what basically you are going to have 64 shards of of Ethereum, and each shard will act as the current Ethereum chain, right? Or maybe a little bit more optimized. So, current Ethereum chain has roughly 20 transactions, uh, 13 transactions per second. Let's assume that it it kind of grows by it becomes 30 transactions per chain, like it grows double, and each chain with proof of stake becomes 30 transactions per se per second, right? And then 64 shards. 64 shards will still make it like 1800 transactions per second. And now with ETH 2.0, ETH you are expecting, the the expectation of ETH is the global settlement layer or the global computer, right? Visa, for example, has 50,000 transactions per second alone, which is only processing Visa transactions. Here on Ethereum, you are expecting that there will be the games, there will be Mm -hmm. financial markets, there will be exchanges and everybody will be executing on this with 1800 transactions per second. No, right? So the point I'm trying to make here is that even if Ethereum's scalability grows by a factor of 100, right? Which, is, which, is, which has to be seen even in the short run, like two, three years, the demand is already thousands of X than that. And you would need these secondary level scalability solutions or subnets, if you will, which would where people will be running their business logic, their applications, and they will be settling back to, back to, let's say, For example, Reddit uh, is choosing some layer two solution right now, right? I mean, that Reddit's uh, the the, the layer two solution that uh, Reddit is choosing, uh, like Reddit alone can, you know, consume, let's say daily, you know, hundreds of TPS alone. Like if an application like Reddit goes big on on Ethereum main chain. So that's why Reddit has chosen a layer two. So that's why you will always need these secondary layers or subnets on top of Ethereum, where applications
0: will. So let's pull out for for a more general audience here. You know, investors and and more from the tr- traditional space. You know, obviously the the valuation of uh, Polygon is, is super interesting. This entire world and the opportunity of Layer Two and and the interoperability, uh, a- as you say, the smart contract, the smart computing that changes the business logic is another. Where do you see this space mm. in the next? Twelve to twenty-four months, uh, you know, and and why is this space super important to pay attention to? And I, I think you flagged some of them, uh, which is you know, yeah. first it was first it was DeFi, then it was NFTs, now it's metaverses, and who knows what's next? And all of it, you know, w- where do you see it's going?
1: Yeah, we have so many product market fits. NFT itself is such a big use case, like gaming. For example, many like, you know, on Netflix, there is a documentary that gaming industry in total is like so big that it is actually the entire Hollywood industry, entire NFL, entire NBA combined. And then multiple of such industries combined gaming industry is bigger than that. Gaming is going to be like, if you see the the, the upcoming generation, gaming is so big. They spend so much of their you know, time of their lives in gaming and these metaverses. Right. Everybody has like I, 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 you know, talk to my cousins who are like, you know, let's say 10 years younger than me. They are more confident about their pseudo identity that they have like ADX and ADX or some like, you know, different kind of names. Right. So these people are going to be, uh, you know, blockchain native. And in two, 12, to 30, 12 to 24 months, it's a, still a very early time. But I feel that in 24 months, a very big super cycle is going to come, which is enterprises. Mm. And I think Paul Brody and uh, Ernst & Young has done a really great job at educating the enterprise community that, you know, private blockchains are a misnomer. It's like saying a dead alive man, like, you know, doesn't exist. And if as an enterprise, you know, you really need to derive some value out of these blockchain solutions, it has to be on a public blockchain. Now, you need privacy, you need scalability. Yes, we all are building on it. So I feel 20, 20, uh, I mean, 12 to not 12 months, but 18 to 24 months, there will be few enterprises which will have actual value, uh, you know, generating uh, use cases on these blockchains. And most of them would them would be probably be funded by or, or kind of being run on some sort of zero knowledge technology. That's why we at Polygon also, we have invested so much of our time energy and resources in the last 6 months in zero knowledge space that you know and then now we are in a stage where in 2 to 3 months you will see polygon will emerge as the powerhouse of zero knowledge in 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 the whole industry because we know we have like uh, kind of accumulated so much of teams acquireds and and you know acquisitions and whatnot that now we will come out in our with our zk stuff and remember what i said that you know we you know spend a lot of time in building and all that and when we are ready then only we come out uh you know at to a certain extent then only we come out to public so zero knowledge technology very big and uh, enterprises very big and then in the short run nfts will are going to run this entire show of bringing uh, the, the 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 traditional world to to blockchains,
0: but that speaks to also the competition. I mean, you know, to to your point, these innovations are are scaling ecosystem of Ethereum at, at such a fast pace. Uh, I'm curious what your take is on the various projects jumping in right now to to kind of challenge you guys at Polygon to scale Ethereum. Do you think that? Uh, more options are better for the ecosystem, or do you think it's creating yet another wild west uh, that you know we at forecast news are always tracking the the hackers, the exploits, the rug pulls? What what do you think it's going to do for the ecosystem?
1: See, I mean, we at Polygon are like hardcore Ethereum fans, also. So for us, like any other people building Ethereum scaling technology, it's, it's, it's a net positive for Mm. the ecosystem. Even we are reaching out to the teams who are building these layer two solutions that if you want, like we can polygon ecosystem with validators and all that can run your, your solutions also, or a copy of your solution where people can use your solution on our chain also. And there can be mechanics, uh, you know, to, 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 to do that. So on Ethereum side, I definitely, uh, like we are very much, uh, you know, confident and and happy if more people are adding value to Ethereum. Like there are like, the other thing is, I think you might also be alluding to is that uh, Ethereum competitors, right? Like some of the applications trying to build, um, you know, Ethereum competing solutions around that. And I think all of them are very, very early stage and all of them actually are trying to build ethereum implementation like everyone is trying to build some sort of evm on their chain so that you know they can say that hey we are we are also close to ethereum and if you are ethereum because nine like the fact of the matter is 95 to 99 percent of all the developers in the space are ethereum developers when you say somebody calling himself as a, ethereum, a blockchain developer he is most likely when you dig down he's more of a ethereum developer right so it is, like, it is like that huge, the Ethereum, dominance of Ethereum. And uh, we feel that, uh, I mean, even now, like even though a lot of other chains are throwing so much of money on these uh, different kinds of solutions, but I have not met many, I mean, although it's a strong statement, but uh, you know, I've not met many self-respecting teams who want to build on these chains. Like self-respecting team means some team which actually genuinely wants to build a product and genuinely wants to acquire users and build a business model. I'm not talking about the team who just want to do some sort of token and then they are taking some grant and doing a token and then the token does its own you know financial market cycle and you know people make money and all that. So those applications I see but good applications I see very very few. I could probably count on my fingers. Though.
0: Yeah. I mean I think increasingly that the knowledge in this space is is expanding and you know that credibility is being built by by where people are migrating where people choose uh, to to you know create their DApps and and to develop, which speaks to Polygon. This is why it really seemed like an overnight sensation that took a decade because all of a sudden there were so many projects that seemed to be launching on Polygon. Um, I'm curious, you know, and and just to even pull out a, a little bigger outside of uh, you know what you're building, you're building something that is. You know, integral in blockchain. And yet, you know, you come from a country in India that, you know, is so uber talented that has, that has talent like you. And yet, you know, uh, we had the uh, Reserve Bank of India, uh, ban cryptocurrency, uh, it's ban crypto firms and blockchain firms, uh, and from banking. Um, and now we also have policy uh, that is waiting on the wings that policymakers and lawmakers uh, are are still debating about. And there's a lot of concern about India um, and, and where it's going.
1: I think most of that is media, media sensationalism, actually. Uh, like, I'm from India and generally... I would say 95% of any team that is building out of India either know me or I know them and I know what they are doing. They reach out to me for investments and all that. And I have not found even a single team which is trying to build some technology related solution being haggled by the government. Like it's that that nobody has been touched upon by the government. The government is only trying to, trying to curb or kind of trying to figure out that how to stop this you know, speculation or kind of gambling, which ends up, which nobody can design, uh, can deny that a lot of retail loses their money in this. And then, you know, when the people see this 100, 200, 300% returns, a lot of retail ends up doing like activities, like, you know, putting their student loans or, you know, house on mortgage and try to do that. So government is trying to do that. Plus it, it also definitely promotes a lot of black market and which India has a history of like, you know, some people say that we have a $5 trillion economy. Uh, i mean now like you know maybe three four million dollar trillion dollar economy and we have the equivalent of that in the black markets which is not mm-hmm. which is in the cash mm-hmm. and not on the books the government has been trying to do that the moment you introduce crypto into that boom like they're all 10 years of hard work in that building technology and all that everything goes for a toss right so they are trying to protect that although they will have to realize soon that you know there is this is like this genie is out of the out of the box like you know you can't do anything about it you have to yeah, I <laughs> get it, but them. where's
0: that fine line where you don't come down too hard? It's certainly, you know, we're talking black and white. You know, that's what people hear. There's a lot of gray space, but where, where, where is that fine line? Uh, because potentially, Matic could be banned uh, if if it's going to be so, you know, expansive. And how are you going to get that, you know, that value out potentially?
1: First of all, like you know, for, for Matic Network, for example. Even though we never really like, although the the, the research center initially was in India, uh, but then we never really had any crypto bindings into the, like our company, token company, everything was out of India. And secondly, we were not doing any business. It's like a technology company doing some research in India. It's not like the real business being done there. And then we as co-founders, like now we have a co-founder from Europe. All, all of us three co-founders are out of India, you know, in various locations. We have our teams in Europe, in US now we have a big team uh, and, you know, like various other parts of the world. So Polygon or, or Matic Network is very, very decentralized in that sense. Like nobody can really uh, force anyone to do anything in that. But uh, on the other side also on regulation side, I definitely feel that government will come with a stronger regulation which will make harder for people to trade and all that. But then they are. They also know that this is going to be a big market. So they are not touching the technology aspects of it. Like we do hundreds and hundreds of hackathons. We've never faced any problems in India. So, and those are like pro- properly blockchain hackathons. So I don't see that uh, there, is, there is any problem with that. Yeah. One, one more thing, like Polygon, for example, is a multi-chain uh, environment, right? So it's not like people, generally any other solution you see, they have one particular kind of chain. So because of that multi-chain environment... You know, government of India, for example, if you and state of Maharashtra, which has, I think it will have uh, almost one third of the population of US, right? I mean, like almost 100 million people, right? And they they are all of their uh, RT-PCR tests are checked on blockchain on Polygon, right? So they have built an application which uses if you move from one place to another, somebody has done a PCR test, they put it on blockchain, and It's being used on Bo- Polygon blockchain, and we are since we are a multi-chain ecosystem. We actually fee- see a different kind of structure. We feel that someday or the other, like we are like still not in those stages, but sooner or later we'll reach the stage where we will be working with the Indian government and helping them to build out some of these uh, blockchain infrastructure, right? So you know, on the technology front, I'm not worried at all. On trading front, yeah. definitely there will be some more stronger regulation. I don't expect an outright outright ban at all.
0: Even even your personal choice of of living outside India, and I promise your family did not uh, put me up to asking you this question, is is you know indicative of what would happen if you think that you know if India was a little bit more receptive and more crypto friendly, uh, and you know this 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 kind of impasse was resolved. Do you think you'd ever go back? And do you think that potentially? you know, the, the environment, the ecosystem, the brain trust in India could thrive in India instead of having to leave it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this fact, I completely agree that, you know, soon Indian government has to realize that the brain drain in the blockchain space is so big because you are not building for your local users, right? So you're not delivering food the houses you you are actually do building for the globe you're not bound with the, you know anything local so it's so easy for entrepreneurs to simply you know take a flight to our flight and go out of India brain drain is going to be very big and this part and you use the right word this impasse right or kind of this uncertainty around it like for example I would never want to live out of India I want to go back to India work from there grow the ecosystem there right but then due to this uncertainty And I'm not saying there's anything positive or negative. There's uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. And then Polygon is now so big, like a top 20 project worldwide. You know, we can't take any kind of chances as responsible co-founders into it. Right. So even though now we don't control any part of the network, like we only run some research side of things. But then, uh, you know, it can be perceived very negatively. So we, that's why we decided that, okay, we'll decentralize ourselves, we'll be outside, <laughs> our teams are pretty global and all that. But you are very right. If Indian Indian government provided a clarity and we could do it all in India, I, I'm not sure, like maybe a larger amount of our workforce now, which will be like only 40% Indian, uh, it could remain like even more, like 70-80% Indian, which Indian India is losing on those jobs.
0: Well, maybe welcome back those prodigal sons and daughters to To India, uh, you know, one day, Sandeep. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, deep diving into Polygon, into this incredible world, and uh, just the, the. I think the secret to your success being production ready at a time when the ecosystem needed it most. I mean, you were a product market fit. Uh, and you were a solution to a problem. Sandeep, thank you so much for joining us. That's Sandeep Nailwall from Polygon.
1: And we keep coming back. So, I mean, we had one success, I mean, quite of two, three kinds of levels of success previously, but now the next stage for us is the zero knowledge, right? So
0: Well, we're going to welcome you back to the show uh, and talk about zero knowledge proof. That is 100%. Sandeep, it was great having you. And thank you, everyone, for coming to... Uh, Spend some time with us on Word on the Block. It was great to have you here. I'm Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau. Until the next time.